Welcome to Definitely Maybe Agile, a podcast where Peter Madison and David Shurrock discuss the complexities of adopting new ways of working at scale. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Definitely Maybe Agile with your hosts, Peter Madison and David Shark. So how are you today, Dave? Hi. Well, it's great finally to be in the same building, in fact, in the same room talking to one another instead of, you know, thousands of miles apart with lots and lots of yep. cabling and, and yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice to all be in like one place to have these conversations. Yeah. Uh, and and what, what are we chatting about today? Oh, the, the obvious thing to look at when we're all in the same place is digital change management, I thought. Um, no, but more, it, it, if we think back to the last couple of episodes that we've been talking about, it's all been about transformation, digital transformations, mm-hmm. and what constitutes the transformation. But there's a there's a sort of uh, underlying piece or overlying umbrella over this, which is digital what change management, and therefore digital. Yeah, I, I find that um, there's this piece where we, we talk end up talking a lot about hey, like, this is why we want to do these things. And we talk about a lot when we're talking about different types of transformation. And like, what is the, the goal and ensuring that you have that line? Where's the vision? Where are we be heading to? And there's this piece about, well, how do you like overcome the inertia of starting? Uh, but we don't talk so much about the, um, well, you got to keep going. This is this is a journey. Well, we we talk about it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's like we're. Oh, we, we touched on it when we talked about organizational change or cultural change. We know the people bit is hard, but uh, I think in so many cases that when we bring change management in, it's a it's a formulaic process, and there are some brilliant models out there that have proven quite adaptable in, in the past. With with the digital, I, I think there's so many elements. We talked about this four different pieces. Uh, there's so many elements coming together that digital change itself is. Something Something that needs attention and can't we can't just kind of dust off what we've done in our previous transformations. And I guess the the two things that I'm thinking of when we think about that one is that it's the whole bit about crossing the chasm and the fact that what got you here isn't what's going to keep you going forward. I mean that's really what crossing the chasm is about is the bit that you do before crossing the chasm is dealing with different cultural expectations and mm-hmm. mindsets and so on. So once you're trying to keep that going, you actually have to understand and adapt your practices from that. There's another topic, but let me maybe dig into that one in a bit more detail. What would you add? I think the, yeah, the, this is the piece around, we know that we're going to, as we introduce change, find some early adopters. And they're, they're often the same people who are like, they're all over this idea that, hey, we want to do things differently. That sounds really exciting. I'd love to do that. How can I help? And, and you, you look for those people who are going to help you with that. And uh, we, those are the people who are going to help you before you hit that chasm. And typically, you find that that grows up to a point of uh, of uh, where it's usually the amount of influence that the person who is trying to instigate this has, so that it'll survive until it reaches the limits of that, mm-hmm. and then you hit the chasm. Where, well, how do I go further? It was the prototype. You've proven the prototype, yeah. and now we move up through the hierarchy or where the decisions are made, and all of a sudden that prototype is is selected and chosen mm-hmm. to be rolled out. But the difference is that the pioneers that the mindset that they have they're really very they, they don't ask very many questions and they're very easy to work with because they're incredibly patient and very comfortable if we don't quite have all of our ducks in a row but as we cross that chasm and we move into the early and late majority those they have different needs and in particular what, what i find really interesting is they need structure they need guidance they need real clarity about what's going on and i've spent many years as a coach 
pushing away from defined roles and responsibilities because when you work in pre-chasm that area is is almost um, the, the last conversation you want to have because it immediately pushes people away from in terms of whatever the idea is you're trying to share when you cross that chasm that's like the first thing that they're looking for how does the change that you're talking about impact my role my responsibilities my way of working and I need clarity. I don't need, you know, a warm, fuzzy conversation mm -hmm. about it. I really need to know exactly what that will change, how that will change. Yeah, it's the, it's, they've got to overcome the, uh, in their minds, it's the, uh, and in reality, in a lot of cases, it's like, that'll never work here. So yeah. this is this piece of, uh, a, and one way you do that is by making it clearer around, like, this is what, these are where the roles are, these are the responsibilities, this is how we see this working. Um, can we try this and see how it works and yeah. start to experiment with that there? Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, I would agree it has to be that much more, that much clearer yeah. for people to get the buy-in. So, so when I'm thinking about um, digital change management, on the one hand, what we've just started describing is the, the planning and the making sure we've got this, that and the other in order. But there's a there's a balance to that which we need to watch out for, which is we're working with complex systems, people, mm -hmm. IT systems, digital businesses, and so on. And in those scenarios, the bigger the step forward, the leap forward that you take and plan and go, when we land, we expect to see X, Y, and Z. The more likely it is that when you do land, wherever it is that you're jumping to, then what I'm really thinking of is starting off with this is the current state. Now we've Mm -hmm. proven it with a, a proof of concept we bought into the idea so now let's transition everybody over well when we look at that current state when you get there the, the whole thing is different mm -hmm. so we need to stay take small steps not large yeah yeah well this is your, your classic kubler-ross curve it's like we we know we have to go into chaos to change but the larger, larger you make that chasm the larger you make that gap the bigger the change the deeper the pit that you can have into yeah. and that and there, there's no guarantee you'll ever connect with side either it could just be chaos forever <laughs> but you, you, um, i think i've worked there yeah uh, <laughs> possibly quite possibly uh there so there's yes yeah, so, so to mitigate that you want to make the change as small as possible you want to make the so that you're not um you're not introducing massive changes highly disruptive uh, like it's, it's not a good idea to have everybody come in on monday and reapply to their jobs and, yeah until mm -hmm. Until this is true. But, well, and I always like the way um, Dave Snowden has described this, which is large changes beget large unintended consequences. Small changes give you small unintended consequences. So make small changes because the unintended consequences is what's going to kill you. Um, what I do think is worth us bearing in mind is that those changes, it's not, you know, set the vision, make a small change, and then look around and set the vision. The vision, the goal, what you're trying to achieve can be ambitious and far in the future and that's the direction that you're aiming for but you want to then that really allows us that's the classic north star piece mm -hmm. right we need that north star so that as we're making the changes we can reorient reorient what we're doing and make sure we're still moving in the direction of that. and when we zig and zag a little bit as we move forward when we're making small steps when you take the big steps we're losing on two fronts one is you can end up with the North Star behind you or sideways mm. or wherever it is. But number two, you've now used your bank of credit slash change energy in the organization. So you're not likely to get a second bite of that cherry. There's another piece that uh, just throw the door that I'm going to throw out into there, which is yeah. that incremental change in small incomes is 
totally the way that you need to do this to go on that thing with the least amount of disruption. But when we, but it often gets confused with when we look at innovation and yeah. we need step changes in how we're adopting or changing our technology. Yeah. That we also need to consider that there are going to be times that there, there is a need for like large change. But we want to manage that. We want to eliminate limit the blast radius as much as possible. You're mixing a lot of metaphors. Yeah, right. Yes, it's so, good, isn't it? Welcome to Friday afternoon. Yeah, well, there right. you go. See, and, um, but I, I'm bringing it up because I, it's one thing that I've seen organisations get confused with. Yeah, let's play around with that one for a little bit because I think if you're really trying to explore these big step changes, I'd say this is pre yeah. pre chasm work in the sense that you know these are the bets and you need to make multiple bets and expecting many of those bets to fall flat on their face, but that allows you to look at you know, markedly different things, right? Whatever that might be. I, I'm still not sure that, and, and I think this is mixing uh, or confusing speed for the size of the steps. Mm -hmm. So what I'm thinking there is your small steps or the small changes don't have to be small changes that aren't going to have a big influence. You can have a very clear major transformational objective or major step change that you're achieving, you're working towards, but you're still going to want to somehow do that incrementally. And I'm thinking here of, you know, it's a bit like the cutting over of new systems old from old systems. There is the sort of pull all the plugs out, plug in the new plugs, flick the switch and pray that everything goes the way you expected it to. Uh, a much more better, let's just call it better way is is to cut over bit by bit. So you're all you're you're kind of going over and you're learning as you go with everybody understanding that the old system is getting turned off the new system so there's still a yep. step change but we're, maybe we're adding a bit of a curve yeah. at the bottom and curve at the top kind of thing yeah i think we'll need to explore this one more okay that's a disagree uh, innovations because because yeah. there's another piece around uh more like how, how we how we find the new thing in the yeah, that one is. I mean, that's Monte Carlo, and like, yeah. there's a whole bunch of things there about how do you explore your landscape, your problem landscape, mm -hmm. in the right way to find the best solution. And I think that's a totally different mm -hmm. piece. Also, I would argue in the sort of pre, you know, the, the yeah, early stage, you're going to find you want to do that, and that's what I mean by keeping the part. You, those people are also going to be the happiest doing it. Yes. So, so once you've yeah. got through your whatever you're looking to do, getting them to go, hey, here's. Yeah, yeah, go go find me the next new thing that I want to do. It can be quite yeah. a, a good mission to send them on as well. It could, it could be something exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that, yeah. Now I think that maybe there's you know just as we we sort of keep going with this conversation, there's one other thing that we start seeing, in, or at least I've seen in many cases, is a desire to as you go through the change to immediately be efficient, mm -hmm. to 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 sort of. Um, change and optimize all at the same time right so yeah. so there's that and, and part of that is driven by some sort of metrics kpis and the governance is like oh we've got to maintain for example yeah. maintain what we've done in the past or do better or it can just be we've planned for this or we know exactly how we're going to optimize this mm -hmm. yeah, you spend six months planning for like whatever you do you introduce it monday morning we're all suddenly different than we were before uh, so yeah, because we all—that's the way it always works. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because day one of school all over again every right. time it changes. Right? Exactly. So everybody, everybody is all immediately going to completely and really get and understand absolutely yeah. everything about what's going to be happening. Because it hasn't happened. Yeah. Well, no, it's uh, but it's it's. Uh, I, I mean, this is that whole concept of of changing the plane while it's flying. Mm -hmm. So there is an, you know, we've got to be able to understand that. A, yes, you've still got to be able to fly the plane or drive mm -hmm. your 
your, your vehicle or whatever it might be. However, there's got to be a way that you act, you know, you're, you're, I mean, this is, comes into funding and resourcing, right? You're going to be running duplicate processes, or you're mm -hmm. going to be over resourced in certain areas as you're making those changes because you don't know where you can claw back some of those things. And so there's a, there's a it's you've got to get it the balance right. I think, right? Yeah, there's there's this this element of it being an individual change as well. So that uh, it may that's the other reason to keep the change small because everybody's going to go through that change themselves in the way that they do with their context. Yeah. So they're not. So when you start to introduce change that way, you can't expect that everybody's going to get through that calendar in the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. They're all going to take their own journey. So you've just you've just brought up a great thing that we should probably touch on and, and use this to wrap up. Change fatigue. Yes. Over to you. Over so. to me. Yeah. Well, I've suddenly got the fatigue. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, I mean, this is obviously when you're introducing change all the time. I mean, there, there's lots of big quotes out or, around this, but this this whole idea that we we will get tired with having to change all the time. People can feel like this, like oh, yet another change. Yeah, this is the same thing we were doing last year. It feels just like it's the same set of rhetoric. If they're not seeing it, if they don't see the benefits and they're not seeing the improvements and they're not feeling that yeah. they're actually getting anywhere, then they're very much going to feel like, oh, you're just disrupting me again for no reason. And that could be, that can introduce a lot of um, underlying problems into the organization that will last for a very, very long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I find I, I, I've always been really challenged with this because there are changes that all of us have gone through which aren't fatiguing. Yes, which which are energizing, which are which, and I'm I'm smiling at this, but I'm thinking of, of having a new child in the household. Right? Mm -hmm. Highly recommended, first of all, right? Mm -hmm. But then the other side is that's a massive change, which of course the parents involved and so on are, is is tiring, but the change isn't tiring, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's the, the all of the work that comes with that is tiring, but it's something that is is actually very energizing in many ways as well. And so how do you to get the changes to be, you know, not to continually drain the tank? Mm -hmm. And and I think that's so much to do with change management, how to do it, like not use the word change all the time, as yeah. an example, um, not make a big deal of it, but also make sure that the changes are small. And like you. Yeah. there's a great, I, I was in Europe in the summer, and there's this, uh, um, uh, there's a town in uh, in the Netherlands, Leuvarden, I think it is, but I'll check it. And, but they, they have this walking forest. They have huge, mm. huge, like, fire, like a four foot by four foot tubs with trees planted in them. And there's a little device that people are allowed to, like, forklift truck, and you can come in. They've got maybe 100, 150 trees in the town center. And you, you get the right to move a handful of trees around. So every time you come into the town center, it's changed. It's a totally different wow. walk through the town center experience. I'm sure if you commute through there, it must be really irritating. Um, but at the same time, in the middle of the road. Yeah. <laughs> but but there's this really kind of energizing bit about small amounts of change. So you're pleasantly surprised as you turn a corner and things have changed. Yeah, I mean, that well, exactly. You're, you're allowed to move, <laughs> not all of them. And it's it's it, it was a really wonderful kind of idea that I thought was really cool. And also has that whole idea of change doesn't have to be quite as negative as we sometimes think it is. Yes, yes. And then we we all go through change all of the time in all of the life, but we, we see this and this is where that change 
because of this. Yeah. But uh, making the changes energizing, making it something, understanding why we're doing it is a, is a big part of that too. Uh, so should we sum this up? Yeah, what do you take away from that? Then? Uh, that uh, I think I would talk about the, the chain, making changes small enough so that uh, that people can get through it. So even though everybody goes through that individual change differently, if the change is small enough, it's still it's less disruptive. It's, and so we want lots of small changes, not massive, one massive change. Uh, for sure, that's a huge, huge part of it. Uh, so there's, um, the, I think another another part we didn't touch on there, which is uh, we didn't get to the plateauing piece. We were going to talk about the like this idea that we 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 had this mistake, and I've I've seen this. I've, I've uh, earlier in my career, I've actually made this mistake where you, we've done all of the work, we've done all yeah. of the chain around, we've, we've executed, we've done it, and then we stop because we think we're done, <laughs> and, yeah. and and we we don't yeah. continue. So I think that's another really key takeaway that like it, the change is continuous. Uh, so we did kind of touch on it, but I don't think we got to the yeah. point that change goes uh, is always going to be there. We're always going to be uh, doing small changes and always changing. So what would you add to that? I think uh, we, we spent quite a bit of time at the beginning talking about the different like people's expectations sort of as you're mapping out the change, as you're creating the prototype, as you're proving it out and their mindset and what their expectations, what they're looking for is different to or those for the for that rollout where you're mm -hmm. now standardizing and making it the norm and, mm -hmm. and driving it through your organization so everybody can adapt and, and adopt yeah. those changes. Yeah, right. that's awesome. Right. Right. Well, thank you for that as always, Dave, and wonderful to be here in person. Exactly. And uh, yeah, look forward to next time. So you can contact us at uh, definitely maybe agile, uh, feedback at definitely maybe agile.com. And I look forward to next time. Yeah, until next time. Until next time. Thank you. You've been listening to Definitely Maybe Agile, the podcast where your hosts, Peter Madison and David Sharrock, focus on the art and science of digital, agile, and DevOps at scale. 